0: It has been a while, so I am so especially pleased this morning to have Justin Johns. He is the president of East Central Energy, and with me this morning, the summer has gone too fast.
1: Good morning to you, Justin. Good morning. Yeah, it has, and I think this morning is a good uh, indicator of where (laughs) we're headed, and I don't think it's in the warm (laughs) direction.
0: No, it is coming. We can feel it, but a, a day of almost 80 degrees tomorrow, so we're... We're going back and forth a little bit. Justin, how has your summer been
1: overall? It's been good. East Central Energy has been fortunate. We haven't had a ton of storm damage. There's been a few, but... Nothing too significant, and then on the personal front, uh, got to get outside and enjoy these Minnesota summers, despite the the heat and humidity and the mosquitoes. But right, uh, it's it's a great place to live, and and we get our family took full advantage of summer. I'm
0: so glad you were able to do that. And I will mention before we get into some of our other details, there was that storm, and it really hit Mora specifically. On and I remember August 11th because I know we were without power for a couple of hours, but some areas were hit much harder, and I know um, our ones son and his family lived in the city of Morin in this one section that it was like, well, it went out at about 3.15, 3 o'clock that Friday, and they didn't get power back till 6 o'clock on Saturday morning. Mm. And it was all hands on deck. And I just wanted to commend East Central Energy, Morin Municipal Utilities, everybody worked together. In fact, we could probably start there talking a little bit about that relationship because it was literally all hands on deck. There was a lot of issues happening that day.
1: That's right. And, um, you know, we, we do have a, a good relationship with the city of Mora and the Mora Municipal. Um, we've talked, I think, before about uh, what happened with North Branch and, and, you know, the acquisition that occurred there. And recently, we've been having conversations with the city about our relationship. And, and um, we've had this history of providing a lot of operational coverage for them. In other words, helping with a, a lot of uh, the day-to-day operations of what they do and as we think about that, um, we've thought about what it means when two organizations with different work practices are spending a lot of time together working in, a, in an industry like this where there's a lot of uh, hazards involved. And so uh, effective the end of March next year, we're going to be exiting that contract. Now, we'll still supply that support when there's a storm or something like that going on. But on the day-to-day, uh, the, the city is going to be ramping up. Uh, in fact, I think they're hiring a couple of positions mm-hmm. now. And so we're really excited to see where that goes. I know the city is committed to making investment in the utility and, and kind of getting things um, in order and building up the utility. So so it'll be exciting to see that. Um, we wish them the best of luck on that. I think uh, both for the, their employees and for ECE's employees, it's really important that people aren't exposed to any unnecessary hazards. And so this really is really not that we're safe and more is not, or that more is safe and we're not, but just. When you get two groups working together on a day-to-day basis and their work practices are, are different, you can introduce hazards, and, and we sure. just are trying to avoid those.
0: Well, and there was a time, it doesn't seem that long ago, as I get older I find that there's <laughs> more time between than I realize, but the uh, more municipal did have all their own folks doing their own things, and yep. then there was some... Uh, loss of some employees, uh, just the way life is. Yep. And that's where ECE came in. And so I know, because I've talked to Joe Kohlgraf many times here mm-hmm. on the air, and he's talked about what a great relationship it's been with East Central Energy. But they want to try to get back to that. So that there's a little bit of
1: that happening as well, correct? That's right. And yeah. Joe's a busy, busy boy. He, oh, you my know, gosh. and And I think... Being a small-town guy myself, I, I know the pride that comes in with those utilities and, and those kind of employees, and, and I, 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 again, wish the city the best of luck. I think, I think there, there's a real opportunity there for that homegrown feel of the municipal utility, and and we stand ready to help and support in any way we can.
0: Yeah, it's a very good relationship for sure. Well, let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, There's some new ones coming up tomorrow, September 14th. Talk about East Central Energy. You guys are having an EV Show and Tell event.
1: That's right. Uh, Tomorrow night, Thursday, September 14th, uh, it'll be at our headquarters in Bram. The event goes from 5 p.m. till about 7.30, and uh, there'll be a presentation at 5.30, Um, I, I hope to not speak any more than I have to, uh, (laughs) I have a lot to say, but not always a lot to add. So, um, but, uh, the members will get a chance to test drive vehicles. If they come, uh, you could drive my vehicle. I'm going to have mine there and, and there'll be a bunch of different vehicles. You can kick the tires and, and even drive some of them. Um, it's a good education event. You and I were talking earlier about, um, kind of the unfortunate political football that electric vehicles have become, um, in the industry or in our society, I guess, um, But the reality is uh, the technology is there and it's coming and there's a lot of things to do before we're going to be able to say that, you know, everyone should drive an electric vehicle. And and maybe that day never comes, right? Um, There's a lot of reasons to uh, believe that gas and diesel vehicles will be around for a very long time. But I think for a lot of people, electric vehicles can make a lot of sense. And so... Uh, I guess my advice to people is um, be open-minded, be willing to learn, and hey, on Thursday, you could swing by tomorrow night and learn a little bit about uh, what's out there and uh, the realities of it. I've driven an electric vehicle now for two years and never been stuck on the side of the road, never had to have a generator to charge my vehicle up, um, but there are challenges. There are real challenges, and, and uh, like a lot of things, whether it's you know fuel injection, automatic transmissions, seatbelts, airbags, we've seen progression in the automotive industry and it wasn't always accepted readily. Uh, you know, fuel injection, for example. I know mm-hmm. people didn't like it when it first came, but now you you wouldn't imagine buying a vehicle that doesn't have fuel injection. So, uh, I think electric vehicles are coming. There's an evolution. We should we should take our time and do it uh, very methodically and practically, um, but but we shouldn't be afraid of it either. Will, at this event, if people have some questions, will there
0: be, I know I know you'll be there, but other folks as well, just to kind of banter and discuss about some of the things, and I know you and I were talking before we came on the air, some of it I think is just, it's the unknown, right? Yep. Um, and it's understanding we hear about. You know, having enough batteries, the weight of the batteries and how it affects, uh, you know, the weight of the is affecting our infrastructure. We have roads right now. I drive in some of these roads and I'm not picking on any county, city, you know what I mean, even on a larger scale. It's just our infrastructure is still suffering. And um, we know that those can be concerns going forward. So will there be people just to kind of answer some of those questions and concerns?
1: For sure. Yeah, we, we've got a lot of subject matter experts. I don't know that I'd consider myself one necessarily, but... Well, at least you drive one, you know, right? right? So yeah, happy to talk about um, what's out there, the the things that are happening, you know, both in the electric industry and, and uh, at a larger scale, like you say... Um, of what it means to uh, make this transition. The, the good news is, I think, particularly in rural Minnesota, it's going to be a slow roll, right? right. We're not going to see you know, 10,000 people in this county go buy electric vehicles in 2024. So um, we can you can make slow progress. Uh, the electric infrastructure, where there are needs for upgrades, that'll be a good thing. I mean, we'll get new infrastructure out there as time goes on and build things up. And uh, uh, as someone who works directly in the industry, I'm not worried about the grid being able to handle it. Um, We have to be thoughtful. We have to be um, planning for it. And we have some great engineers who help do that to make sure that the investments that we're making will stand the test of time as the industry evolves.
0: And the evolving is the biggest key word there. Mm -hmm. I do think people feel like because we hear again on a federal level, we want this all done by X date. Right. And the reality is you know we just as you mentioned there will be a slow roll and then it will make more sense that's right it's just when we hear these things uh, it 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 can be a little frustrating so that's right. that'll be a great opportunity so check that out tomorrow talk about i i see all the folks out and about doing the fiber mm. optics for our area talk about that
1: what's the update well it's it's an exciting time for east central energy um we we have um, started construction uh, of the mainline fiber in May, and so to date, there's about 500 miles of fiber that have been built. Wow! Keep in mind, we have to build about 6,000 miles, oh. so so we're just getting started. Um, but we've got some great contractors working on our system, and we're on track to hit 900 miles by by the time the ground freezes this year. And so that's um, that's really good news. Um, there's been plenty of challenges and, and things we've had to adjust, but you know the employees of ECE. We've got roughly 180 employees, and I just sent an email to them this morning, kind of describing how every team and department has been involved in this fiber construction. And I couldn't be more proud of the way that employees have stepped up and, and that we've developed processes and just found ways to get started on this in a way that's safe and effective. And I, I just think it's a it's a great it's a great time in history for East Central Energy. Um, we were awarded another grant this summer. So that brings our total uh, grant funding so far up to $20 million. <clears throat> and um, so we're we're really happy about that because obviously that helps reduce some of that capital cost for us. Uh, and those grants are very community-based. In other words, the support that we've gotten from the counties, the businesses, the colleges, the schools, um, community leaders, it's, it's just been a great outpouring of support for East Central Energy. And I think it speaks to... The reputation that ECE has in the community as an at-cost provider, right, a member-owned cooperative. And so really grateful for those opportunities, and we're going to continue to leverage those relationships uh, for further grants. Um, and then this week, on Monday, we started what's called drop construction. So if you think of our electric grid, we've got power lines that run along the roadway, and then there's conductors that come from the road into your house, that's called a service drop. Mm -hmm. And so we've started the construction, the first uh, service drop for fiber. So same thing, the fiber runs along the road and then there's a drop that goes to the house. And so we're gonna have to develop obviously a lot of those Mm -hmm. over the next few years. And so we're really trying to get that process dialed in. Um, But we got the first one um, built on Monday and we anticipate uh, getting these service drops live uh, by winter time. Uh, We've had about 11,000 people expressed interest, and so we certainly encourage people to visit uh, the website, eastcentralenergy.com, and um, ecefiber.com in particular is the place where they can sign up and express interest, and then as we build in those areas, we're going to reach out to those people who have expressed interest and let them know that we'd like to have them sign up for a package, choose what package they'd like, and um, schedule the installation of the fiber. So it's a really exciting time. There's certainly a lot of challenges and adjustments and strategies to talk about, but um, I think the future is bright for East Central Energy, and I think ECE fiber is going to be a great supplement to the safe and reliable electricity that we provide.
0: For someone listening who, because with the stream especially, we, we reach out in much bigger areas mm-hmm. certainly, can you just give a real basic idea? I know East Central Energy covers a big area, but you talked about miles and how far you have to go. What would be the general vicinity that you guys are doing this
1: yeah so ECE service territory um, it, you know in kind of a rough way of explaining it if you went from Superior Wisconsin which is just outside of Duluth down to about St. Cloud and over to Taylor's Falls okay. okay and that's kind of that triangle is basically sure. our service territory now we go a little further into into western Wisconsin um, and we serve a little bit north towards Mille Lacs Lake but but basically that triangle is our service territory and so um, this fiber build is about a five-year build now I would anticipate that we may go a little longer than that, just based on supply chain and and just getting everything done. I mean, it took us... Almost ninety years to build our electric grid. Five, five years, years for is fiber pretty is Pretty quick, yeah. <laughs> um, but but it, but I know people are excited, and and someone out there is going to be the last person to get hooked up, um, and so we're just urging people to be patient. Um, we are kind of starting in that Cambridge area and working our way up uh, north and west, and you know, kind of out out from there because that's where we're connecting to the internet. And um, and so the grid or the network that we're building is going to be reliable. It's going to have multi-feeds, uh, so it'll be fed from multiple places. But, um, it, it, you know, it's just like any project. It takes a while to get things rolling. And so I think years two and three are going to be really exciting times uh, for the membership. They're going to see a lot more of it.
0: Well, as, so let's say they're in Cambridge first. Once that's going, they can start right away. Does it have to be completely done before they can start up? Do you know what I'm saying?
1: No, we're going to be providing Internet service to people um, by the end of the year. So in people, real time, okay. We, people will have Internet access by the end of this year. Okay, yeah. just wanted to clarify that.
0: And before I let you go, there's some big football happening mm. uh, coming up on Friday. And Central is going to be out. This is a game every year that draws a lot of people in, and that's the Mora-Pine City football game that's this Friday, by the way. You guys are going to be
1: out there. We are. And, and it's kind of funny. We've got this internal uh, at, on our executive team uh, I'm a Pine City High School graduate. There you uh, go. A couple of Ty Holglum and <laughs> yep. Andy Olson are Mora guys, and I have to read for them every once in a while. But we get we get through it. Uh, just kidding. But um, so there's a little bit of like an internal re- rivalry, mm-hmm. and so uh, we're going to be at a few football games this year. But but obviously this one is, is kind of a it's like you said it's a rivalry, and unfortunately Mora has been pretty dominant over the last <laughs> many years, um, well almost decades I suppose. But um, I, I still bleed green. So okay. um, but we will be all. Out there serving popcorn, um, free popcorn actually, um, uh, at the football game on Friday. So okay. um, certainly um, happy to do that. We we are a community-based organization, and we love to reach out when we can and. And just uh, say hi to our uh, members, and, and if anybody has anything they want to talk about, we're happy to do that as well. Yeah,
0: well, such an integral part of our communities in the East Central area there and obviously into Wisconsin, too, as you talked about. So, Justin, is there anything else we need to touch on?
1: No, I just uh, you know want to urge the farmers who might be listening um, to, to stay safe out there as they're harvesting crops. Um, we you know Obviously, our infrastructure flows through some of those areas, and I uh, just want to urge people to, to stay safe out there and, um, you know, we're kind of out of storm season, hopefully. Um, hopefully, yeah. but But uh, really, really want to urge people uh, in the fields and uh, out hunting to be aware of what's around them. And, and if they see anything, to call us and let us know if there's an issue.
0: Wow, that's good information. Great reminder, too. Justin Johns, of course, is the president of East Central Energy. You know, I always appreciate you coming in. And I'll make sure I stay in touch with Lindsay for future get-togethers. How's that sound?
1: Yeah, she's great. She keeps me on task.
0: I Somebody's got to, right? That's right. Thanks again, Justin. appreciate it.